The Midday News is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra in Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on ATL FM in Cape Coast Radio Max in Takrade. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HTP pipes and water tank. The only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. It's the first day of February and another era of strikes begin. This afternoon, over 10,000 members of the Teachers and Educational Workers Union of Ghana lay down their tools over poor conditions of service, leaving the public universities empty. We came to do our group discussion, but uh, as we came, the, the library is, is locked and some of us have to go back to our hostel. Some Make sure that we have tax force across all the university campuses. We have local leaders across all the public universities, so they will make sure that they put in place the tax force to make sure that they monitor for everybody to comply with the strike action. We have details from the various campuses and also take you to the Labour Commission where some striking public university unions are defending their almost three-week-old strike. Campus is like a ghost town now. As you know, campus activity, but this time like you see students, everybody going around, conducting this activity. So it is out of this strike that all this is happening. Also this afternoon, transport unions are hinting of hikes in transport fares in the coming weeks following the implementation of the carbon emission tax. Because we're already paying on the fuel we've been buying. There's no way professional drivers of this country will work for free. If you slice it on us, we also slice it on our uh, passengers as well. We'll get to hear from Okada riders also who say they will petition the GRA on this particular tax. We will petition them. We also petition the, the, the Ghana Revenue Authority based on how the amount they are mentioning that they should look into it. Also this afternoon, Ghana's aspiration for an HIV-free society at risk as the AIDS Commission reports 45,000 new infections among 15 to 24-year-olds with females accounting for 80% of new infections. The young females are getting in, not from their uh, age mates, but from older ages. Older men having sex with, with younger people, younger and adolescents. And guess what? The commission is tracing some 100,000 persons who tested positive for HIV but failed to go for their results. We have sports. Despite increasing calls for his retirement, Black Stars captain Andre Ayu will not be compelled to step away from the senior national team. We'll hear from the Ayu family spokesperson later. And I'll take you to the Ashanti region where 26-year-old nurse is battling for her life after she was stabbed multiple times by an ex-boyfriend. Whilst on phone, I could hear my daughter screaming. I came to meet her at the emergency to see that she has been stabbed. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. And like you said, it's the first day of February and an era of strikes has kicked in and life on campuses of public universities almost at a standstill as a strike declared by members of the Teachers and Educational Workers Union kicks in. Essential services TEU provides are suspended over claims of poor working conditions and non-payment of the Tier 2 pension funds. President of TEU Ghana, Suleimana Abdul Rahman, says a task force is in place to ensure total compliance. Make sure that we have task force across all the university campuses. 
we have local leaders across all the public universities. So they will make sure that they put in place the tax force to make sure that they monitor for everybody to comply with the strike action. And of course, we have also taken into consideration that if you look at the public universities, those who are keeping uh, the place safe is the security. So we have the view that the strike is in stages. For now, we are asking the security to remain at post. But when we get to a stage where we need to withdraw everybody, I can assure you that the university will be locked down. Because if the security men are not there to work, you can imagine what will happen. But, but, but why, why exemptions? Yes, the exemptions is there because we feel that the vice chancellors and their management team should be able to work with government to make sure that these grievances that we have raised or difficulties that we have raised, they'll be able to put in place measures to stop it. Or that's the president of Tewu, Suleimana Abdul Rahman there. So let's do a quick scan of the various universities and start from the KNUSD campus where my colleague Nana Buachi Dankwayadom has been looking at the situation there. Um, Nana, let's uh, talk about the situation on, cam on campus as we speak. And let's talk about the services that have been withdrawn so far. We came to do our group uh, discussion. But uh, as we came, the, the library is, is locked. And, and my team, we have to go back. Some of us have to go back to our hostel. Some of us have to go back to our halls. And it's something not nice because we are with the students. We are affected the most. And we, we, we prayed on the government to call the strike because we, with the students, we affect them the, the more because we don't know where we'll get the learning materials to, to, to proceed our learning. Thank you. You can see uh, university library is locked. This is the main library of the university. Of the university. It's locked. When you go to the maintenance and essential services, it's also locked. You understand? Uh, and then we have other uh, places uh, than the central classroom. Not all the lecture rooms have been opened. You understand? Uh -huh. So these are the areas. That, and most of the offices have also been closed down. Well, thanks for the feedback. I'm told you couldn't hear Nanabuachi Dankwayad on my iCode. But let's um, do a quick run with him again on a university campus. Nana, our listeners could not hear us. So you are telling me about the services that have been withdrawn on campus. Well, MFR, I was on that. And the university central administration has been affected by the strike. And security has also been affected. The university main library has also been affected. Lecture theaters have been closed down. And so these essential services on the university campus have been affected by the strike. And then you've been interacting with some students. So what's been your response? 
Well, some of the students we, we interacted with were on their way to the university library, some of them also going to the university maintenance, others also visiting the central administration of the Kwame University of Science and Technology. Well, they are stranded because these departments are being closed down, and so they would have, they have, they would have to find alternative means. Um, I visit the university central administration the next day and also find other ways of studying, that is with regards to those who would have to visit the library. That's my colleague Nana Boachi Dankwayadom. Sincere apologies again uh, for you not hearing him earlier. While well, the Teachers and Educational Workers Union and other striking unions are meeting government today to discuss their conditions of service and demand for the payment of their Tier 2 pensions. The strike has affected both academic and non-academic workers on the various campuses. Benjamin Nkumsa is the Vice Chairman of the University of Ghana branch of TEWO. He spoke to Joy News, Kenneth JC. As you can see, you have gone around campuses and you have seen that most of the places are closed as we are speaking now. Even the basic school as we are speaking now is closed. Now, you can even look. Come to campus. Campus look. Campus is like a ghost town now. As you know, campus activity. By this time, like you see students, everybody going around, conducting activity. So it is out of this strike that all this is happening. Now, ahead of the meeting this afternoon, Benjamin Nkumsa says unless they are paid their Tier 2 pension, they will not return to the classrooms. Uh, tier 2, our Tier 2, in fact, is, is, is a very important one that we are, we are crying for. So, Tier 2. Okay. Yes. yes. You are meeting government yes, sir. pretty shortly. Yes. Uh, what are the expectations? So, our expectation is that uh, this time around, government will be responsible to issue concerning public universities, especially our tier two issue. We are now we are going to the table with with, a, with one thing. Just to take our nine months and the interest should be paid in addition. Well, I'll take you live to the Labour Commission shortly. My colleague Kenneth Jesse is on standby for updates of that meeting. But we've been interacting with the Labour Commission. They've described the strike as illegal. Executive Secretary of the NLC, Fosua Samoa, warned it will resort to legal action to compel the workers to back down if it becomes necessary. I really don't think the strike is needful. Because um, they were at the Labour Commission. They brought their petition they themselves were there with their leadership. They agreed that in terms of their allowances, the opening statement of the Mr. of senior staff association said that the issue of the allowances have been resolved. What was left was the tier two. Yes, and the issue of the penalty for the government default was to be a subject of negotiation and a meeting between them and the Ministry of Finance, for which they fixed 1st February, that is tomorrow, to meet. With the understanding that because they had agreed and fixed a deal for negotiation, there wasn't going to be a strike. That is a senior staff association. So I really wonder at this time the need for the strike and even let alone the intensity that's the executive secretary of the National Labour Commission, Ufuswa Samoa there. Kenneth JC is at the premises of the commission and joins us on the line. What have you been able to gather from that meeting, Kenneth? Uh, right, it's a MFI to close our meeting. And then uh, uh, ahead of that meeting, I spoke with the two vice uh, chairman of uh, Legon, who mentioned that uh, whatever is going to be discussed at that meeting, if it's not in their interest, they are not going to accept anything. Earlier, they rubbished the uh, concerns of the Labour Commission for them to 
put their strike on hold and then go back to uh, their duties. They say if their demands of tier two pensions and other conditions of services are not met, even today after this meeting, they are not going to return back to school. And if you come to the University of Ghana campus where we were earlier, you can see that the, the place is almost like a ghost town, like he mentioned earlier. We see refuse dams littered, uh, refuse littered across with nobody to collect them. You see buses packed with no drivers to, to, to drive the buses. Although the, the security department is still working, and then the hospital uh, workers are also still working, but these key departments are all not working. Which well, that's my colleague Kenneth Jesse there reporting from uh, the premises of the National Labour Commission and monitoring that meeting between the unions and the commission, which remains uh, at on its position that the strike is illegal. Well, you've been wondering why we haven't heard from the Employment and Labour Relations Ministry. Believe me, we've tried, but they've been silent on this particular impasse and insisting that the Labour Commission must be uh, the body to resolve this particular issue. But let me bring in the ranking member on the Employment Committee in Parliament, Dr. Kwabna Donko. We're grateful for your time from where you sit i'm sure you have your ears and eyes on the ground when it comes to this particular impasse between um, employment or the employer and these labor unions what exactly will be the way out from where you sit the, the way out will be for the employer to respect the law the employer is technically in breach of the law when it comes to the second tier pension so that, for me, is fundamental. The other issues of the allowances, etc., are more negotiable. There should be a bit more flexibility um, on the side of the unions in trying to accommodate the government's harsh fiscal regime. But we must also be conscious of the fact that, historically, in every election year, the unions want to make sure that their entitlements are settled before a new government takes over. And if the unions envisage the possibility of a new government, they want to clean the slate. They want to resolve all outstanding labor issues before a new administration comes over. And this trend has been consistent throughout the Fourth Republic. So I will expect the managers of manpower, especially in the public sector, to also be proactive, okay. recognizing that outstanding issues will be aggravated in an election year. But so far, are you um, happy with the position taken by the employer? Well, the employer has no option than to respect the law. And that is, on the second year, the employer has to pay up. Simple as that. Simple as that. The other issues, I will plead with the labor unions to be more accommodating um, with the government, recognizing the financial dice streets we all are. Okay. 
Well, we're grateful uh, for your time. We'll leave it here for now. That's the ranking member on the Employment Committee in Parliament, Dr. Kwabna Donko. Well, away uh, from the Labour front, but still on a lot of agitations because we know that uh, today the implementation of the carbon emission tax has begun and already transport unions are now pushing for fares to be increased as soon as possible. The unions were forced to suspend a 20% increment in January when the Transport Ministry intervened and pleaded for a dialogue on their concerns. However, the move did not prevent government from pushing through with the implementation of this controversial tax. According to government, the new levy will curb carbon emissions from vehicles. My colleague, Ma Miesinia Mitchell Thompson, joins us in studio uh, with that notice from the Ghana Revenue Authority. Let's talk about why government is introducing this levy in the first place. So, MFR, as you already said, is to address greenhouse gas emissions. And also, the initiative aims to encourage the public to shift towards more environmentally friendly vehicles. In line with this, the government announced in the 2024 budget the introduction of electric vehicles you know that have been waived taxes waived of these vehicles further incentivizing the adoption of greener transportation options and who are affected and how much are they expected to pay you'd say indeed there are four separate categories of vehicles and with each there's a different specified amount that they're expected to pay so the motorcycles and tricycles are expected to pay 75 cds per annum mm. now motor vehicles buses and coaches up to um 3,000 cubic centimeters will pay 150 CDs per annum. And then also motor vehicles, buses and coaches above 3,000 cubic centimeters will pay 300 CDs per annum. Cargo trucks and articulated trucks are expected to pay 300 CDs per annum. And MFR, apart from the vehicles, there are about five sectors that will also be affected by the tax. They include construction, the construction center, sector, mm -hmm. the manufacturing sector, the mining sector, oil and gas sector, and then also the electricity and heating sector. However, unlike the vehicles who are paying per annum certain amounts, these are paying a flat rate of 100 Ghana cities per ton of emissions per month. Thank you very much, Mamisi. Enjoy your birthday, love. Now, however, the transport unions are unhappy about the tax. Mother Union, the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, GPRTU, says it will pass on the cost to their passengers. Abasi Moro speaks for them. We're already paying on the fuel we've been buying. There's no way professional drivers of this country will work for free. When we recently spoke about the 20% that come 24th, we came out and announced openly that this is excluding the eco tax. So if they implement it, so be it. We'll just share the burden. If you slash it on us, we also slash it on our uh, passengers as well. Well, the Okada Riders Association of Ghana are also set to petition the Ghana Revenue Authority over what it sees as the unfair imposition of an emission levy on their members. Yes, we are not aware. We are not aware. We are not aware. It should have been something that we should all be discussed. That, okay, if we did be favorable, if it is not favorable, what do we think? And you ask him to pay 75 CDs, which is even, even more than the cost of even an insurance. You yourself imagine. Mm. Uh, for for you as um, Okada riders, how would this affect you? Because some say it's just seventy five Ghana cities. It's not like it's not you know a huge you, a you huge sum a huge sum of money. Mm. Yeah, it's a huge sum of money, my brother. How? When you, when some some say it's seventy five well, seventy five cities. Let me tell, you, let me tell yeah. you, we are having a population of hundred and twenty thousand mm. populations. Convert that amount of seventy two cities. Seventy-five. Com or com okay, mm. convert seventy-five cities to the hundred and twenty thousand 
populations that we have. So compare that, let's say, for instance, I'm, I'm paying my insurance. That is not the only amount that person who is using a motorbike is going to be paying every year. Mm. He's also going to pay insurance, he's going to pay roadways, and other things. I see. Now, now you're saying... Involved. You see, when they call us, we will be able to tell them that, no, this is too much for them. This Let's do it this way, and let's do it that way. So be- well, that's the Okada Riders Association. They're interacting with my colleague, uh, Blessed Suga. They're speaking to one of the spokespersons of the Riders Association. Meanwhile, tax expert Francis Timmerboy disagrees the tax will achieve the aim set for it by government. Government will continue to look at the indirect taxes, which are more, we can say, low-hanging fruits to pick. In this particular case, unless you don't own a vehicle, you will have to pay. But I think that it's, it's not going to achieve its purpose because it's unlikely to change the behavior of people. Look, for example, you say I should pay 75 or even 150 CDs a year. Is that going to make me reduce the distance I travel? I was even thinking that I should even be placed on the fuel, the price, because the more you drive, the more you are polluting the environment. Well, a lot happening today, 1st February, and the Electricity Company of Ghana has also begun a manhunt for persons consuming power without paying for it. These illegal users, the company says, are negatively impacting the operations of the company, hence the need for such an exercise. We can hear from the external communications manager for ECG, Leila Abubakar. For the next two weeks, we are aware of some of our pain points in our operational areas. And so the team is going out to identify customers who have not been paying, disconnect these customers or get monies from them. For those who are recalcitrant, our new prosecutions directory to take them on head on. We are also looking at regularizing customers who are not on our system. And for those who are also with faulty meters or have certain issues, we take them on board. and. Well, let's focus on the areas that are the focal point for the ECG. Our pain points the most are in the Kwabinya district, Kaswa, Dodowa, Sinsawam, Amasamai, and then some parts of the Ashanti region. For our Kwabinya district, we know that a lot of our meters are problematic, and so we'll be looking at regularizing a lot of customers who are in the Kwabinya district. And same as Dodowa. In the central region, Kaswa, we know that a lot of customers are on shed metering, so we want to regularize a lot of those who are on shed meters. Leila Abubakar taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Live on Joy, 99.7 FM in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Xspaces, Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, where Duraplus goes, water always flows. I return from the break with sports and Ghana's aspiration for an HIV-free society at risk as the AIDS Commission reports 45,000 new infections among 15 to 24-year-olds with females accounting for 80% of these new infections. The young females are getting it not from their uh, age mates, but from older ages. Older men having sex with, with younger people. Younger and adolescents. are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity.
Dive into a new era of news consumption with MyJoyOnline.com, your go-to destination for cutting-edge journalism, giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment. MyJoyOnline.com introduces an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before. Intuitive navigation navigate through an array of revamped categories that cater to all interests join the conversation with our interactive comments section get live tv and podcast of your favorite tv and radio shows on joy and adam platforms powerful search find any story with ease with a simple click access precisely what you're looking for experience the future of news browsing with myjoyonline.com This is the Midday News. Time for sports. Mubarak. Thank you very much, MFN. Ghana's group stage exit at the AFCON marked the third time Andre Ayu led the Black Stars to a first round elimination since being appointed captain in 2019. The 34-year-old faced criticism for his red card against Comoros in the 2021 AFCON. His penalty miss against Uruguay at the 2022 World Cup and the latest, the penalty he conceded against Mozambique at the 2023 AFCON. Many are calling for his international retirement, but the IU family spokesperson Fifi Taki says Andre will not be compelled to step away from the senior national team. Andre is an adult for him to take his own decision. Point blank. You can advise, you can suggest, but you can't decide for him. At the end of the day, it is him who will decide. It's him who will decide. Nobody can decide for him. The name IU, you know, it gives people a lot of likes and eyeballs and traction. And the, uh, traffic and all that. When people talk about them, they make a lot of money from them, from them, like YouTube and any other place. You understand? You get a lot of reactions from these two boys more than the other colleagues. That's the mm-hmm. spokesperson of the Ayu family, Fifi Taki. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, Ghana's quest to have an HIV-free society is in danger as the latest statistics from the Ghana AIDS Commission review. Over 45,000 young people between the ages of 15 and 24 are HIV positive, with females accounting for 80% of the infections. Overall, there are over 355,000 Ghanaians living with the virus, with 100,000 who tested positive are unaware of their status. Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Steve Tiahenetreme tells my colleague Elton Brobe on the polls. Their studies reveal more older men are having unprotected sex with adolescents and thus spreading the virus. So the number of uh, young people between the ages of 15 and 24, as at the end of 2022, were 40,500. Over 40,000. Yes. This is what we can even account for, isn't it? Yes. Because the last time you updated us on the status, you said some people had come for the test, but they didn't come to, 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 to get a result. And they were probably walking around not knowing their HIV status. Yes. Yeah. And every year, the number of people, the contribution of uh, young people of the same age group to new infections is almost a third of the total new infections in the country. So if you have 15 to 24 contributing almost a third of new infections in the country, that is also very worrying. 
That's the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Steve Etuahene Tremi. They're speaking to my colleague, Elton Brobe. Now, a 26-year-old nurse is battling for her life after her ex-boyfriend stabbed her multiple times following an altercation at Pramso suburb of Swedro in the Busumtri district of the Ashanti region. My colleague, Clinton Yabwa, has more in the following report. Little did Comfort know that her refusal to allow her ex-boyfriend to spend the night at her place could spark an attack on her. A woman who broke up with Comfort about five months ago under the guise of visiting the one-and-a-half-year-old child fathered with the victim on January 27, 20, demanded to spend the night with her ex-girlfriend. But Comfort turned down that request. What started as a small argument between the once lovers turned bloody when a suman stabbed Comfort seven times on the thighs and stomach with a kitchen knife, leaving her with multiple wounds. She was rescued by neighbors who sent her to the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital for medical attention. Vincent Kofi Frimpong is Comfort's father. <laughs> But he insisted on staying. When I spoke to the man on phone, he said he couldn't leave. My daughter said she followed her everywhere she went. Whilst on phone, I could hear my daughter screaming. I came to meet her at the emergency to see that she has been stabbed and received deep cuts on her thighs. Meanwhile, Akwesi, a suman who attempted to take his life after committing the act, was admitted alongside his ex-girlfriend at the same facility. Attempts to speak to the medical staff at Confonochi Teaching Hospital proved futile. Comfort, however, had been discharged during Joy News' visit to the facility. Reporting for Joy News, Clinton, Yabwa. Well, let's hit uh, social media streets now. Um, Jackie is here. Why is Moesha trending? Well, MFA, so, um, well, for people who do not know Moesha, she is 